Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. As we get 2024 underway, investors will be keeping watch on a few familiar concerns. What type of China will we get this year? We didn't get the strong rebound that market watchers were hoping for last year, despite the lifting of COVID restrictions. So how bad is the structural slowdown? Let's check in with Alicia Garcia-Herrero. She is the Chief Economist for Asia-Pacific at Netesis Corporate and Investment Banking. Alicia, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Yes, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How's your new year going so far? Everything's fine, thank you. All right, hope the year ahead is also going to be fine for at least the wider economy. Let's talk about what's playing out here. You've got a lot of focus on how China is going to grow this year. So let's talk about the slowdown that's been playing out. What sort of outlook do you have for China this year? Well, a slight deceleration from 5.2 or so end of the year uh, 2023 to 4.5. Frankly speaking, I'm expecting the government to announce during the two sessions a higher uh, target, probably around 5. But I think it's going to be hard to get there. What the final number will be, of course, uh, yet to be decided mm-hmm. because it might indeed be fast. But in my opinion, to get there, they will need to really increase the stimulus. We've seen a little bit of that in terms of more funds for policy banks to lend. But I don't think that's enough to get to, again, a 5% growth. I think it will be below that. Yeah, Alicia, help us unpack the problem here. So we've got a few structural issues. Unemployment, especially among the youth, is one huge issue. So how urgent is it for a big stimulus to be on the table? Because we've been talking about stimulus measures for a long time. We haven't really seen it. So the reason why we've not seen it is the typical catch-22. So on the one hand, you're right, we need it to get to those 5% targets. But you're also right to say there are structural issues that in, in a way impede China to grow at five. And those fighting against those structural issues would need a humongous amount of stimulus. Why catch 22? Because that implies much bigger debt. We're already at 100% public debt in China, close to 300% overall debt. And that's why the government is very, very careful in stimulating the economy beyond needs, knowing very well that 5% 5% growth maybe sounds right, but it isn't right because structurally China is no longer there. Growth should start coming down 4.5, as I mentioned, and then still down next year. So fighting that is very costly in terms of piling up debt. Okay, so you've got a bit of a slowdown happening in China. So should investors be perhaps looking elsewhere for growth? What are some of the opportunities that you've got your eye on? What is very important for China to, to grow at beyond stimulus is to clarify that they won't keep on banking on the private sector. Yeah, so we had this very important announcement on the 22nd, uh, basically the 2nd of December, which basically wiped out 80 billion yeah, in the stock market for internet companies or tech companies. And those things are so costly in terms of expectations for investors and therefore for growth that I think even just stopping doing that would probably make it to grow, again, maybe four and a half, maybe they're lucky five, but that's what needs to be done beyond the stimulus. It's extremely important. 
Okay, and one area of focus or at least interest is what's playing out in the technology sector. We've seen AI being a huge narrative in 2023. Uh, how about this year? Is there going to be momentum in that growth picture? Yes, absolutely. So AI is going to be a growth engine in terms of investment. We've heard, you know, the huge amount of investment that is needed for AI to be developed, not really a free technology. People may think so, but it is not. Even in terms of hardware, the amount of semiconductors needed. And of course, also for this NVIDIA, I mean, all of these companies will have to make huge investments, DFMC. But of course, the question is, investment will grow because of AI. But what about jobs? What will be the impact on jobs? We might not see a huge negative impact already in 2024, but I think the understanding of which jobs are going to disappear will start to be there in 2024. And that could create some negative sentiment for some sectors. Yeah, where you are going to know that, you know, they won't be able to operate with the same margin, with the same revenues in the future uh, because of AI will substitute those sectors. All right, Alicia, we've talked about China, we've talked about technology, so I suppose we can talk about where EVs are right now. And this is where actually China is making a lot of headway here. They've got a first move advantage there, and many of the brands are also starting to get huge market shares globally. So for people looking to tap on this growth, what should they be looking out for? That was the news early this week. BYD has become the largest uh, producer of EVs in the world, surpassing Tesla, so the direction is clear. And it's not only about producers, but also consumers. So China is basically becoming the largest market, both for production and consumption. So that's clearly a trend, in my view, that is going to continue. However... We already see in the numbers in China that the exponential demand, pent-up demand from China itself tends to subsidies and also, of course, basically pent-up demand. Yeah, like if nobody had an EV, now they do. What's going to happen next is going to be that all of these EVs will need to go overseas. And the market is supposedly open, but we already see, except for the US, yeah, we already saw Tesla being hammered, Tesla and Nissan. Uh, with uh, much fewer models being approved by uh, the U.S. for IRA subsidies from 45 to 19. So just imagine Tesla itself. So we already know that whoever produces in China, whether it's foreign manufacturer or a Chinese manufacturer, will not benefit from subsidies in the U.S. Soon, this will be the case of Europe. The difference will be that they will have to face countervailing duties because of the anti-subsidy investigation that the European Commission has started. Next, already announced, Turkey. Turkey will impose tariffs to Chinese EVs. So, you know, the external demand in 2024 will be less strong, not because it isn't there, but because it will be more costly to import from China. All right, lots to watch out for in the coming year. We've been chatting with Alicia Garza Herrero. She's the Chief Economist for Asia Pacific at Netisys Corporate and Investment Banking. Alicia, it's been great having you on the show. Have a great day and a great year ahead. Thank you. Same to you all and all the listeners. Thank you. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.